Welcome to the Let's Mix It Up Together podcast. The real estate podcast brought to you from a realtor's perspective. With your hosts, Ronald and Gordon Trichlow. Get plays on buying, selling, investing, top agent strategies, and more. Now let's get ready to mix it up together on another episode. Oh, what's going on, what's man? What's going on, brother? Yo, glad to have you here, man. For another episode. Yes, sir. What are we going to do today? We're going to mix it up like we always do, yeah, man. We're mixing up a little bit different. Yes, we like are. Today. Yes, we are. Yes, I think, we I think are. today it's only fair we mix it up over playing pool. Yeah, man. I think I won the last one. I think you're thinking. <laughs> that did not happen. But, I mean, they're going to get a chance to see today, though, so there's no thinking yeah, about yeah. anything. So. But, but we're not just going to talk. We're not just going to play pool. Nah. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about something. So let's, I think we should talk about, because one of the things uh, that's impressive, buyer etiquette. Mm-hmm. Buyer etiquette. And buyers may not even know that there's a buyer etiquette, mm-hmm. but there's definitely an etiquette you should have when you're looking to buy a house and when you're looking to work with a realtor. So let, let's jump into it. Let's let's get this pool table let's started go, up, man. Let's go, man. man. I just put the pressure on you to break, man. Oh, no, it's your house, so you go first, man. Oh, okay. You go first. But I won the last first. time, though. Oh, come on, man. So, you're going to go first. You're going to go first. Shit house? Listen, you don't, you don't want to get caught. You won the last time because I messed up. Yeah, so you set it up, man. Alright, man. Set this but, up. But um, yeah, man, on, on the buyer etiquette, man, um, there's some interesting things that sometimes happen in regards to that. I mean, I know one of the things that's very important is uh sometimes you have uh, buyers that like, try to hold a pre-approval hostage. Yeah, man, that, that thing is very, very weird. Yeah, it's it is, I mean, from from our perspective, but I think what I think what I'm noticing sometimes that holding it hostage may be a matter of whether they don't even have the pre-approval, right? Maybe they didn't want to get the credit ran or maybe yeah. get credit checked, or maybe they feel like they don't want to be like in contract with yeah. a realtor. Yeah. I don't know if you got any thoughts on that because I think a lot of buyers sometimes are thinking that they're in a contract with a realtor, and sometimes they're not necessarily in a contract. No, you're right. You're right. Let me see. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Not that you're too bad. Like it's the first time. Not man. too bad. Not too bad. Back to your point, though. I mean, the bottom line is that when you're dealing with your realtor, you don't gotta hold your pre-approval hostage. Nah, you could you you could let your realtor have your pre-approval. They need to see what you qualify for. They need to see what you're working with, so they know what type of home that they need to work with you. There's no need to you know hold their hostage. And I'm only gonna show it to you after you show me five homes and and X Y Z. It's not necessary. And it, it makes it makes the process more efficient. You go. You figure which one you're going for, whether it's stripes or yeah. colors. It makes the process more efficient because now you figure the buyer, they're looking to see, okay, all right, what homes that I want to see? And we, you and I both know when you're looking on the market, it doesn't give them the same details that it gives us. So mm-hmm. it, all the homes a lot of times on Zillow, Redfin, Truly, or whatever the case may be, yep. right? It may say available, but at the same token, we know it could be an accepted offer. It could be pending on a contract. And now this person's spinning their wheels trying to look at multiple properties, but at the end of the day, those properties are not even available. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so we're trying to just save them time um, just by having it. And then them also not looking at a house. Oh, this is going to be a tough it's one. It's a right tough here, one here, man. man. Yeah, we're not even gonna do that to ourselves. <laughs> There's too many balls on the table. Come on, man. Look at that. Um, um gotta break it up more. But yeah, so now we're 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 leaving it, alleviating them from actually spinning their wheels and trying to uh you know look look at properties that are not even fully available. I've got one in there, so I think I am colored. So yeah, you go again. 
You know what else is interesting too, though? Yeah. I've realized too when when they, when they are looking online, looking at properties. Um, you know, since we're on that topic, a lot of times, you know, when you look at these sites like Zillow and they, and they fill out information, they may end up sending information or requesting to see a property through uh, Zillow, and it goes to any realtor. So now, like let's say, for instance, they say they're going to work with us. Now, by default, they're working with multiple realtors at the same time. Yeah. Tell tell why it's not good, man. Tell them why it's not good. See, there's, there's, there's pros and cons of working with multiple. You solid, right? Yeah, I'm solid. There's okay. pros and cons of working with multiple realtors. So if you're working with multiple realtors, um, the, the multiple realtors they're probably not getting done, not getting it done with you, for you. Mm, if you work that. with just one realtor who's actually capable of getting it done, you don't have to worry about working with so many to send you five different homes or 10 different homes mm -hmm. from five different realtors. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work for the realtors. And that's a lot of work for, for you as well to keep communication with them. But if you just work with one who's solid, it's, 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 it's an honest relationship. And then as you say about solid, just narrowing it down specifically to them, the key thing is this, if they're not, if they're not dedicated to the realtor, then obviously the, the realtor may not be dedicated to them, right? Because as realtors, we know we get multiple clients. So, Oh, you just oh that that's happened before. It's not like the first time. Don't <laughs> act like that's the first time. Where, where to go? I go. Oh, you got it. Yeah. So now, if they, so now, if the realtors we work with multiple multiple customers. Mm -hmm. We want some exclusivity. You want exclusivity. You want us to work with us exclusively. We want to know that you're willing to work with us exclusively as well, right? So we have you fill the agency disclosure form, right? Sometimes you may have an exclusive uh, buyer agreement network, mm -hmm. but even if it's not an exclusive buyer agreement, we want to know that you're not going to be shopping around with multiple realtors. So that way, we give you the dedicated time you want. You know, I remember I've worked with a buyer before. They said, well, listen, I'll work with you as long as you're going to make sure you help me to get a house. And I said, mm -hmm. I hope you get a house as long as you're going to help to make sure that I'm going to be the one working with you to get a house. Right? <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's all the same type of energy, right? We want that same energy. No, that makes sense. And to flow through. To what you were saying, like, we, we, we just want to, I get it, some buyers, you know, you want to keep your yeah. options open and, 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 how you, uh, and how you deal and how you find your home. But one thing we you don't want to do as a buyer is get a home and that a realtor sent to you and then send it to another realtor. Like that's just not honest. So yeah, I mean the most important thing as a buyer, you just want to be open, honest, and just be ethical with the realtor that you're working with. That's it. That's the key. And, and by the way, if you guys are listening right now, make sure that you uh, subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel, our podcast as well on mm -hmm. Apple, Absolutely. Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts as well. Um, and just make sure you're listening and that you keep tuned in on, on each episode. Absolutely. Um, but Absolutely. back to the conversation, man, because I, I, there's more game to give uh, and there's definitely another game for you to lose. Did you just, you, you, just, uh, you hit the uh, white ball in? Yeah, it's, it's on my you. turn. It's on you. It's on you, Because uh, yeah, this, this thing is getting interesting. But hey, one of the biggest things, though, funny, you was talking about with um, integrity and everything. Um, here, you come around here. Yeah. yeah, you was talking about with integrity and everything. Um, one of the biggest things, though, which sometimes gets me a little annoyed, um, but, but we'll talk about it so maybe we can help a few people out uh, when they're looking to actually get a property, is um, how they're handling when they actually get properties sent to them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't mention, but, but not sending those out to uh, another realtor, but more importantly, also response time. Absolutely. So we, what we do is we actually search through the market, right? Because we understand that they don't have access to seeing all the properties that we have and all the data behind it, whether it's accepted mm -hmm. offer, whether it's not accepted. So if we send it over, we try to send maybe five, 10 properties. Getting back to us is very important, right? Mm -hmm. Number one is for us because we're putting in a time for it. But the second thing also is it's important for you, the buyer, because these properties are going extremely fast. Absolutely. Uh, that was close. Uh, and so now, 
if they don't get a chance to get back to us early enough, that means they may not even get a chance to see it. Absolutely. I've had buyers that I, I send the properties over, they get back to me say, a couple of days later, mm -hmm. and then now they're looking to try to schedule to see it, and now it's an accepted offer. Mm -hmm. So that means, bottom line, that same property that was available a couple of days ago, and then now let's say the buyer was available because the time period when they're off, mm -hmm. we could have saw it, but they didn't get back to me until days later just because they just chose not to be responsive. So being responsive is responsible. When you are a buyer, yeah, that's a bar, that's a bar, that's a bar. He's that's going bar. in, he's going that's in. That's a bar. Nah, but, but, but it's be, critical. Now, nah, the communication is so key because if your realtor is trying to put an offer in for you and he's trying to let you know whether it got accepted or not accepted and you haven't gotten back to them in a week, what are we doing? Yeah, that'd, what be are we big, doing? that'd be big. I'll be honest with you, even if it's a matter of a, of a day. If it's a property that you like, it shouldn't be going for the day. So what I, what I usually ask people, okay, is it a property that you like or that you love, mm. right? And depending on which way you like it or love it um, depends on how we should be putting an offer in. Not if we should be putting an offer in, how we should put it in. If you don't like it at all, yeah. then we don't even put the offer in. But again, yeah. depending on how you like it or love it is how, how we should put the offer. When I mean how is meaning the amount. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't got to spend too much time praying on the offer, yeah, going yeah, over yeah. it. I mean, a lot of times we've already went over the numbers with the banker. Sometimes people want to triple check the numbers. That's fine. Let's put the offer in, though. Let's see if it even gets accepted. Because remember, the offer is not just you and the, the seller. Yep, yep, yep. It's you, the seller, and all the other buyers that are also putting in offers. Yeah, you're going in right now. So I in. guarantee you this. The offer that's not put in doesn't even have a chance to get accepted. Absolutely. And I, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about, we talked about the offers and <sighs> stuff like that. And, oh, that's Oh, cool. okay, okay. We talked about the offers and stuff like that in one of the previous episodes that, um, that, that, that we did. But it, it's very, uh, very important. I want to talk about. Um, let, let me see if he gets the shot. In. See if he gets that. Sh Don't do that. Okay, just, okay, you keep okay, going. I was okay, good. Okay, okay, okay. I was good. I, I want to talk about was good. Um, working with referral partners. That's important. Absolutely, Ooh, absolutely. Be, this, yeah, this, so, this for instance, if you if you're working with your realtor and he refers you to a banker to get pre-approved, it's yeah, very important that you have good communication with that banker to. To help you get that pre-approval. You don't want to get the pre-approval from that banker and then you end up going with two, three other bankers to get another pre-approval and nobody knows what's going on. So it's very important to have that integrity when somebody refers you to somebody in the business. I don't know if you want to expand on that, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Because you're talking about the integrity, the relationships okay, that's been built. Yes, you go. Yeah. The relationships. So we build these relationships with these with these professionals, attorneys, bankers, uh, home inspectors. Um, so now when you don't follow through with that particular individual, or if you do follow, whoa, okay. That was, that was luck, but I'll take it. Yeah. So he's <laughs> honest. Or you do follow through with that, with that conversation to just at least have the conversation. But then yeah. afterwards you're shopping around multiple bankers, multiple attorneys, and, and you're not letting us know what it does. It makes it look bad. Cause anytime we refer, we always speak highly to whoever we're referring. Even if we're referring you to the person, um, that you're going to be working with. So if we're, working, mm -hmm. if we're referring you to an attorney, we're referring you to a banker, we're saying you know, our client is pre-approved, our client is a serious buyer, they've done, you know, they're working with us, they're on yep, time. Yep. So then now if you just all of a sudden just show them that you're working with multiple people in their profession, it makes them seem that you're not serious. Absolutely. So holding that integrity is important. Just let us know up front. If you're someone who does want to shop, we're not saying you can't Mm -hmm. uh, you know, check with different people in that profession, check with diff different bankers, check with different attorneys. Just let us know up front. Don't make it seem as if 
you're accepting that referral that we gave you and then deciding otherwise to behind our back to start mm -hmm. speaking to multiple people in that profession. No, it's true. Like basically what Gordon said, like we're not saying that you have to go with the referral partner. Not at but all. But it's just good integrity to just keep open lines of communication. And you keep giving me these these tough shots, man. I don't even Nah man, listen, that's, that's I what happened. I mean I got a couple of good shots and whatever even, shot you shooting even, is on you. I don't even man. know what I'm doing right here, man. Remember man, how you shoot the shot is always it's always for the next setup. Uh, and you just set yourself up there with that. <laughs> oh man see here what else we can so i think it's on you now yeah uh let's see here on this and guys again just just you know you're listening right now again this is our the podcast let's mix up together podcast and we're talking about buyer etiquette and i just <laughs> helped him this one of mine hit one in. so i'm helping ron catch up to us right here make sure again you're subscribing youtube right our youtube channel even you're watching this visually as well if you're listening on audio on our podcast apple spotify and Google as well. So, but yeah, we're tapping in, tapping with us here. Um, and yeah, we, we really just been talking about everything in terms of buyer etiquette. Um, in addition to that, guys, we've kind of talked about this before in the home buying process, but understanding urgency. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, we're also, we're in a very, very aggressive seller's market. Uh, what that means is for folks that are looking, and you may be looking at this episode down the line, right? There's different markets, buyers, there's sellers, but in a seller's market and you're the buyer, you don't have control of the market, meaning there's more, Buyers, meaning more of you than there is actual properties out there. So you got to make sure, again, with the urgency that even afterwards, when the offer is accepted, we talk about going to inspection timeline, mm -hmm. we can't just disappear. Absolutely. We can't disappear. We got to also be on time. We're going to actually have an inspection, reschedule inspections, because now you'll mess around and lose the offer as mm -hmm. well, which means you lose the deal. Mm -hmm. Offer accepted doesn't mean contract, right? So that's important. So you know, holding up your end of, of, of that when it becomes to, again, back goes back to communication, mm -hmm. but we're just talking about as the timeline moves along, don't let up and say, okay, now nah, I don't have to keep communication. I still yeah. got to keep communication because, yeah, they accepted offer, but they could still pull that offer away. No, that's true. That's true. Like, like we've been saying, the communication is the biggest key. It's just being open, honest on who you're working with, what you plan on doing, your goals. It's all about you as the buyer, what you plan on doing. You know, you, you're getting a home, so we want to help you in the best way possible. But if there's a lack of communication for whatever the reason may be, it's going to be very difficult for the realtor to um to work with you. Absolutely. I don't know if we even touched on um, on calling. I know we mentioned about not working with multiple realtors, but one of the things that's a discreet thing I don't think people may know. You went or Smango? I think it's your girl. Smango? Yeah. Um, that folks may not know of. But when you call up on a property, when you're working with a realtor, you may not real you may not realize this, but what it does, it can make uh, it can make that. a shot for Ronald, right? <laughs> but it could make uh, the realtor that you're, you're when you're calling that listing, you're calling somebody, you're calling um, sorry, you're calling a property that somebody else is the listing agent for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When your realtor is supposed to do that for you, you may think you're helping them out, you're being proactive, but what it does, it can now make that other realtor say, "Hey, now I'm working with you. I have a relationship with you because your realtor didn't call me. You called me." So you want to be careful. Just send that property to your realtor. If you have a relationship with the realtor, let them call. Let them text. Their, um, I promise you they could probably get access and more information to it than, than you would on your own. Obviously, Absolutely. if they're a diligent and you know a realtor that's about their business. But when you just jump the gun and do that, again, it can actually make that realtor say, you know what? I'm going to actually work with your buyer. And then they want to take you know all the commission. Now, to you as a buyer, you may say it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But again, now you're working with the seller's agent whose fiduciary responsibility, when I say fiduciary, I mean the person that they actually care about. Oh, the person they actually care about and the person they're dedicated 
to work with is the seller. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a best interest for you. You're this person that called up. Absolutely. How many other buyers called up though, right? So you think I'm being more efficient. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help my realtor or I'm trying to be slick. But what it's doing is not helping you out because at the end of the day, they may string you along with all the other offers they have in this particular market we're in. But we have more exclusive access. We can call them up. We can call their brokerage. We can get some intel that you don't have access to. Oh, that, that's game, bro. <laughs> that's really game. That really is. That is. And guys, <laughs> I promise you, it's not the first time this has happened, to you, right? Uh, yeah, I just seen it for the first time, but this is how it usually goes down. But uh, <laughs> if you guys are listening right now on the podcast, Ronald just knocked the eight ball off the table, right? <laughs> it's usually what happens, or it doesn't go in yeah, the actual man, pocket. It, it, it happens, right? It happens, it happens. <laughs> but, um, but all seriousness, guys, I almost forgot where I was at, but I, I know I was about to wrap it up, though, from me. I don't look at anything else. <laughs> no, nah, everything that you were basically saying, man, it, it, it all boils down to communication. Um, you were mentioning about uh, calling up, um, having somebody work for you, because if you call the listing agent, you know, they, they have the fiduciary responsibility of the seller. So you definitely want to be working with somebody who has your best interest and you want to keep that communication with them. Man, I think we touched on a lot of different pointers here yeah. about the buyer etiquette. Yes, sir. Um, I think that's about it, I man. I think that's it, man. I called in the beginning. I said I was going to win the game. I won it, right? So the game is done. Maybe next time. Maybe you should mix something up next time. Man, you should try a different strategy. Gordon just got lucky just now. You want it is it? what it is. <laughs> but catch us on the next episode. The next episode. But before we get to the next episode, make sure you like, subscribe, share with a friend. Yes. Follow us on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're on all social media yes, sir. platforms. And until then, that's it. Thank you for listening to the Let's Mix It Up Together podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. See you next time.